Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Whoa, that beep's gotten so loud. I love it. How you doing and welcome? Uh-oh, now I heard something. March 2nd, 2021. Blue sky, sun's out here, which is always good for my soul. And I think my sister's on the line, which is good for it, too. Hello. 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 Uh, um, so. There's a star in the family. My dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dog made the paper today. Um they always print these. It, it, it's I guess photographers for papers just can't can't stay away from when they happen upon these dog walkers with you know a bunch of dogs. And I've often seen pictures like this in the paper. And there's one today, and my dog's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure it was him. I looked closely. And I, because I thought eh, the white parts aren't quite right here. It doesn't look like. And and then I saw his, you know, very blue shaped and, and a bone shaped blue tag on him. That's him. And I recognize the walker too. So that's him. But I guess the sun must have uh, knocked out some of the white parts of him or the way he was walking. I don't know. I don't know. But that's him. Yeah. <laughs> He made the paper. I told him he was totally unimpressed. Well, yeah, uh, blue's too cool. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I, 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 who knew that dog walking was such a dangerous profession? If I mean, who wants to walk bulldogs? One wants to know. Were there bulldogs? Well, no, 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 no. But that's it. Turns out that it, it oh, wasn't. Oh, it not. wasn't Lady Lady Gaga's dogs per se. They don't think. It was the breed. It was the breed. French is it a French bulldog? Yeah, they didn't even know. They didn't even know what they had. Well, the thing is, is that bulldogs in I know French bulldogs, and then I think there's a few others. They become like the dog. For, the dog, um, right? For like football, I know the football players here, like uh, you know Juju, who everybody adores. He's got one, and some other guys got. One, so it's just this thing. I, I I don't know why. I find them a little ridiculous looking myself, but you know, I'm sure they're wonderful because <laughs> dogs, by and large, are right. So I mean, I I couldn't believe they kept talking about the news. Kept talking about, um, you know, uh, her dogs being taken, snatched. And really, the secondary thing was this poor dog walker. Dog walker. And I kept saying, no, I was listening to this, too. I was going, is this just the reporting? I mean, what do you mean Gaga's put up half a million to get her dogs back? How about half a million to find out who shot the walker? Yeah, I mean, uh, but the, the, the accent seems to be on the wrong syllable, and, and and I don't know. Well, even as a person, I wanted to know how that poor dog walker was, and it was always just sort of an afterthought, if mentioned at all, because the, the, what we were told is he was in critical condition. The last thing I saw was that he was in stable condition, thinking he's going to, 
No, he's, he's been interviewed, and, and he's made a point of saying how supportive Gaga has been. And, okay. And he was he had three of her dogs, and one of them they didn't get and stayed with him, and the dog yeah. comforted him. So. <laughs> yeah, who knew it was a dangerous uh, profession? Well, I mean, really, yeah. who knew? God. It's odd, though, that the dogs, you know, my dog won't even walk well with me on a leash. He's not great. He's okay, but he, you know, tends to pull and doesn't necessarily listen to me. And then you see these dogs like him in one of these scrums where they're all, uh, you know, they're walking with six, seven, eight dogs. And every single one of them is in step, doesn't cause any commotion. I mean, I've seen it so many times and you got to hand it to these dog walkers for whatever uh, alpha stuff that they're giving off. Wow. <laughs> I just, I think I own a dog that would mess up. <laughs> well, maybe, well, you know what they don't, you have to, they don't take all dogs. Well, I'm sure not. First of all, first of all, you have to, they stick them in cars first. They take them, they pick them up. And um, they have to be able to, you know, be cool with all the other dogs in close contact in a car and not cause trouble. And that, yeah, so some dogs do uh, flunk out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's almost regimented. They seem to be like, you know, what I can't figure out is the, uh, the, the real, more than exercise, the real thing that the, I think the owner wants is for the dog to uh, poop and pee. Right, and how does right? How do you orchestrate I that? I don't know. I, I mean, don't. what do the other dogs do while one dog decides? I know. And, and I, again, using only my dog as an example, my dog would be so endlessly distracted that it wouldn't happen. Yeah, and I also want to know, how does the poor dog walker then have to walk around with what? Seven, eight bags of crap? I, I just don't, I don't get it. I should ask. <laughs> it seems like such a hard job, but um, the walkers come right before the show starts. One was just here. I just adore her, Jasmine. And um, they see, they're always so upbeat. I, you know, if it's pouring, I say, oh, I'm so sorry that you, oh, no problem. It's never a problem. It's too below. No problem. Unbelievable. They're almost all young women and obviously lovers of, of dogs. Yeah. 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 So, God, um, I'm trying to think of what to. I, oh, I want to. There's a question apropos of absolutely nothing, um, except Susan and I both do. Uh, crossword puzzles and I was doing one I don't know a few days ago and the uh, clue was 10 down appropriate and then I looked at it I thought or is that appropriate appropriate right well and then I thought so it's not a great clue because I can't nothing was coming to mind for either appropriate or appropriate and then i thought why the hell is that the same word <laughs> yeah because appropriate stop and think of the meanings uh, 
appropriate means, uh, you know, I guess the right thing apt. to do. Appropriate, and it means apt. It means it apt. Apt. Yeah, apt. It means yeah. it the means right thing. Cor correct. The fitting thing. The, yeah. the, the whatever. It's apt. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, appropriate. But appropriate is aggressive and it's, it's the aggressive it's seizing of something that's not yours. Okay. So how nice word for theft. Yeah. So how does the same grouping of letters pronounced with just the slightest difference, appropriate, appropriate, how, how, what's the etymology uh, that, that gets you to these two totally, I was thinking Bill would maybe know, but I. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong sib. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just make some shit up. <laughs> but isn't that odd? Yeah, I have, and and the answer, and and I wouldn't even uh, because I don't have even the inkling of a clue, because it makes no sense. Okay, apropos seems a lot like appropriate. So those are two make sense together. Okay, right? so that's the etymology of for it being apt. Apt, apropos, appropriate. But how do we all of a sudden get this, like, you know, the the Mongols coming in and appropriating? I, well, I, I don't understand. So, whatever. The English language, I have to tell you, I once had to give a, a graduation speech to people um, from other countries who had graduated from uh, an e, uh, ELS, yeah. ESL. E -E English as a second as a language, second, ESL. ESL. <laughs> second language program <laughs> um, taught by uh, the Literacy Council. So in, in figuring out what I would talk about, I started thinking about how difficult English must be to learn because for every supposed rule of pronunciation, let's say, there are 500 million exceptions. So, I mean, never mind something like appropriate and appropriate. How do you, how do you ever learn a language where, well, I'm trying to think of something now, where uh, O-U-G-H uh, is off. I mean, like rough or right. tough. Or I, I, there's so many so many things like that in English. How in heaven's name, or G uh, uh, is G or J, and I, it's impossible. How would you ever learn this language? And that people do. I'm blown away. If you started out as a non-English speaker and you speak English, God bless you. And so many of the people who do speak actually better English. Well, sure. Well, than the, so, so I, while you've been uh, talking, I've been um, researching. So the etymology for appropriate and, and, you know, again, think of the house, uh, you know, committee on appropriation. Um, it, it, um, it's, it's from the Latin ad plus propri proprius, which is own. Um, it's the past participle of a priori. Uh, oh. So, 
I don't but know. how would the same thing become – okay, okay, well, that explains that. So maybe they just went off on two different – I think I think they actually came from two different places. And ended up both with appropriate. appropriate. Who knows? Here's another word that right after um, – I say it was in the week or two after my surgery. I One occurred to me because I – I was calling myself an invalid and in because I felt like one and I couldn't, you know, and, and, I, I, and I then you noticed that you were invalid, invalid. Yeah. <laughs> and then I noticed, of course, I, I'm invalid. I felt, or, you know, the state of being an invalid uh, works on your psyche right. and makes you feel like you're lesser. Yeah. <laughs> invalid. Invalid. Right. That so word, right? There's there's another one. God Almighty, Lloyds, I love them. I love them. I don't love them enough to like learn Latin and figure out where they come from and all which that. Is, kind of which is which is what one of the things that our brother would do. Does so, I mean he would he yeah. gives whole lectures on the etymology spun out of the etymology of uh, the word justice, for example. Yeah. So. Oh. Anyway. And, you, and, that, and as Lynn and Susan both big sighs. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can't read through them. Uh, uh, what his no. books? Yeah. You no, know, I have. I confess, I've never read one beginning to end. I don't think I have either. I've almost. I skipped a few places where it gets so dense. Where your eyes cross, right? No, you know what it is. It it asks too much of people like me and Susan, who have capable brains, but frankly don't want to have to work that hard. Well, I I look at it another way. I don't care that much. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, that's because it. if I did care that much, I would work that hard. It's more than I want to know about that specific about thing, that right. specific, you know, right. little right. piece. But that's why he has become this very unique kind of uh, academic because he takes a thing and follows it. He's always going down these, you know, wormholes. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, some of us at some point say, uh, I think I'm going back. I, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> this was interesting, but, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Kurt writes regarding apt, I guess. Yeah. If a white musician, oh, this is going to be, if a white musician plays jazz before a primarily black audience, is he appropriating the culture or is he appropriately displaying cultural competency? Yeah, you know, good. very good. That was a good one. Although I think it's interesting because somebody asked this question in a column that I follow, whether um, a white guy singing karaoke can appropriately Sing a sing a song in you know in a Jamaican accent. 
even if that's how the lyrics to the song goes. Go, yeah. And I found myself thinking, well, yeah, that's the lyrics of the song. You know, the the only to me, it's it's like, do I get offended if someone doing a good Yiddish accent tells a cute joke? No, no, I love it. Yeah, it's cute. The, the my my condition is you have to do it well. Otherwise, it's you know. I mean, you know, like anything else, if you're going to do that, okay, but you have to do it well. But then I started thinking, now, wait a minute. If you follow that thread, then no white person ever could play jazz without being accused of appropriation. And that's just not the way it is. Right. Right. I always look at a I lot mean, of what people freak out about. Oh, you are, you're, you know, appropriating that culture or this or that and you have no right to do that. I don't think of, a, of, of it as appropriation. I think of it as honoring and honor. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. honoring. Um, and I'm not stealing it. Now, in as much as black musicians did what they did, and, and it was appropriated by yes. by white musicians who barely got paid, money. right? Yeah, who made money. That's where yeah. the appropriation is. Yeah, but not the being drawn to uh, a culture's music or food or no, not uh, the learning of the inhabiting exactly. of the growing with the contributing to. No, exactly. Oh, well, how'd we get there? I don't know, but it might. Let me just get in one more email, and then I want to bring up uh, this Dr. Seuss crap, okay? Oh, I don't even know about that. Okay, okay fine. Uh, Bree writes, Lady Gaga should donate 500000 to the SPCA. It's unbelievable. She offers five hundred k, no questions asked, and that encourages the snatches. Ooh. Well, no, what happened is, in fact, a good Samaritan found the dogs tied up and brought them to the police station. Uh, She was a little terrified. She didn't want to be thought to have stolen them herself. And Is she going to get the money? Yeah, I think she's going to get the money. She offered a reward. That's what happens. You know, I I don't don't think that, you know. The reward was inappropriate. I don't, you know, I'm not going to go there. I don't think it's wrong to offer rewards to, for the safe return of something. It happens all the time. A half a million, but for her, I guess it's no big deal. But it just seems a little over the top. Well, I, what I, I stand by what I said before. The, you know, if I were going to spend my money and give a, you know, an offer a reward thusly, it would have been for the same people. But it would have been, first of all, for trying to murder my dog walker, mm-hmm. you know, and by the way, I'd like my dogs back. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Bree pretty much agrees. He says it should have been 500K for information leading to the arrest. Right. And, and, and being able to offer 500K at this time, I, I keep seeing images of pitchforks coming out. Yes, it's just, it's. Um, and then he, that that takes him to Elizabeth Warren mentioned a wealth tax. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Well, what do you think? I think if you can, if you got five hundred k, the you know, just because your dog got taken, 
um, and it doesn't even don't even think about it. Um, yes, people with that level of wealth, and even less than that level of wealth, I think absolutely need to be taxed. I totally agree with the wealth tax. Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax is on people who have fifty million dollars or more. They'll be okay. So if you're like someone with a mere forty million, you're cool. You're considered too poor to be burdened. Right. Or you could give you could give ten mil away and stay under the limit. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you have fifty, yeah, you no, could be you could be like work. President Trump and give and yeah. and, and give eleven thousand two hundred and one votes away just to get under. Yeah. A... <laughs> I mean, to me, it is such a no-brainer. Nobody needs that much wealth, but you know who does need the wealth? The poor people and the programs that will help them. I was listening to um, a. Uh, probably one of the union organizers of Amazon, uh, a African-American uh, woman looked to be in her 50s probably, and she was talking about when she heard that Jeff Bezos gave $10 million to Black Lives Matter, and she couldn't talk. She, 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 was, she was in some way so moved, and I was wondering what, what's coming next. You know, uh, what's come, I don't, you know, what is all this emotion? And she said that he would give away our money. What? Well, she's saying, How's where does that money? $10 million come from? They're fighting to be treated fairly as, as, uh, as employees. And instead of, you know, doing this grand gesture for black lives, why not treat the people that work for oh, him? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. That was my reaction too. I mean, right. if you got that kind of money, buddy, how about paying the people who make you so friggin' rich? So her emotion was still such overpowering anger. Anger. That yeah. he took it wasn't his yeah. it was there. It was the it was the you know, it feels like slavery. It was the fruit of their labor that uh -huh. he's offering back to quote them. <laughs> so okay. Now Susan from yeah. Hempfield, no, Susan from Hempfield oh. writes, <laughs> oh my God, one of the last plays I attended last year was titled Appropriate or Appropriate. It was performed at Pitt. And I have been wondering about the dual meanings of that word ever since. Thank <laughs> you. Oh. So, <laughs> I'll tell you, fine minds think alike. And now Kurt has said something that, Kurt, I do not understand this. He's written, do pussy cats suffer from oozing infected wounds? What is, what is it I'm missing here? The only thing I can see is wounds could be wound Wound is could be wound. Do pussy cats suffer from maybe? Wounds? Maybe it's maybe it's nothing. 
maybe it's just a strange thought he had, a question. Yeah. Uh, no, Kurt, that needs some, uh, I need some help on that one. They don't get it. Okay, Susan, so there's a, um, a uh, just, uh, school district in, I think, Virginia, um, a big one, uh, has stopped, I don't know, there's some kind of reading, and I don't have the story here, I just read it. They have said that um, Dr. Seuss's uh, books uh, often contain, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, racial and all kinds of bad stuff. And I am the biggest fan of Dr. Seuss imaginable. So I was like, what? And they, well, I've, I've, and then I've, today, wait yeah. a minute, today, the publishers of, or the Dr. Seuss, uh, whatever, the people who hold the, the properties, um, did say that they were pulling, they were not going to publish any more. I think it was six titles. And because they agreed that there was stuff in them that, you know. Yeah. Um, and one of them was one of my favorites. And I've got a, I haven't had time to run upstairs where I know all my Dr. Seuss books are and pull it out and find what is offensive in it because it, I was never, I never noticed it as I delighted in it. Um, but there must be something, and I think it's usually it's it's the it's the drawings. It's the drawings usually. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite? I don't know. If it's my favorite, but it's one most people don't know, and it's called McGilligut's Pool. You ever even heard of it? No. McGilligut's McGilligut's Pool, and that's one. And I haven't read it in a million years, but it, it, I love it because it's about this you know, this little pond, this little tiny little pool on, I guess, Mr. McGillicott's property. And and it's imagining what, where, if you got into that pool, where you would go. And so it, it, it it's just this wonderful sort of thing where you end up, of course, you know, in the ocean, even though you started in, uh, I always thought it was so lovely but there must be something in it so i'll have to go wait kurt's written back about the losing <laughs> pussy kid <laughs> oh stop it i'm not gonna talk about that is not right <laughs> i was right right it's someplace you don't want to go <laughs> no and it is not it involves puff, P-U-S. Oh. Oh, call our brother again. He wrote a book oh, called Disgust. I know. Wait, so <laughs> pussy. Pussy cat. Pussy, a, a pussy, yeah, a wound would be pussy. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like talking about puss. Ace. Okay. Uh, 
I'm sorry. Both Lynn and I are such uh, fervent feminists that when we see that word, it's triggering and we can't think of any other word. It is. uh, I mean, yeah. Pussy. I don't, I hate that word. I hate that word more than. I I so hate it. And I, I can't believe it's become like, like I just said it. I mean, to me, that's a word that makes me just cringe. I, (laughs) so. I'm just saying. Uh, See, I wasn't kidding. Triggering. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really triggering. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of uh, of things that are, uh, wow, make you cringe. I have been watching the HBO series Allen versus. Oh, see, I can't, I, that's like uh, one of my brother's dense paragraphs. I just don't want to go there. Uh, Well, I got to tell you, it is, it is anyone who had any doubt, um, this erases it. It is, it is a just damning, damning. I don't know. How can he have doubts? He married his, his, basically his daughter. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but he was molesting. Yes, I know. At the same time, he's going after the college age Sunni and taking pornographic pictures of her, by the way, which Mia Farrow found. Um. He is sexually, literally assaulting his own daughter, who he adopted. Three of those kids he adopted. Two of the two of the adopted ones he adopted as well. And Dylan is one of them. And it was Dylan who he just had the most. You can even see it on the home movies that they have. Just creepy beyond belief and then they go into his uh the films and how in almost every it's just mind-blowing the repetition with which in the films it's about older men well do you remember how how old was mario how old was mario hemingway when she starred in that movie she was 16 or 17 that's the age he likes and in fact that is exactly and they use that film a lot in that it is almost it's his way of it 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 is mind-blowing anyway i there's only it's four episodes i there's two out i've seen both and it's unbelievable there's no way um i i it's just Now, I always, I I loved a lot of his films, but I could no more watch them now. I could not stand it. And one of the reasons I also started not liking him long before any of this became known is I, and it had to do with the way he treated. Treated women. Women. And that, and but, that he but thought it was, it was cute to be that yeah. obnoxiously awful. But it was specifically the way he treated 
Jewish women. Oh, and wow. so as a Jewish woman, I thought, I thought about Woody Allen, like, fuck you, excuse me. But that's what I thought, fuck you. There are, first of all, almost no Jewish women in his, in his movies. But when they are, they are these, to me, awful stereotypes. And the Always, and they're his aggravating relatives. They're his. That's right. That's his right. mother, or his grandmother, or his aunt. Right, right. They're awful. And the only women that are held up as beautiful are so non-Jewish. <laughs> it's it's a joke. It's a well. In his mind, this is the he what what he is attracted to, and and in he, I'm sure would describe it as. As the perfect shiksa. Yes. Yes. Which is to say the perfect non-Jew. Non-Jewish woman. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, see, I even even back in the day, I didn't think he was funny because he reminded me of all of those obnoxious nerdy Jewish teenage guys that thought they were funny. And I didn't think well, they were funny. funny. He was funny. Well, I, I, I felt, I felt the humor almost always came at the expense of me or a woman. And I didn't like it. I didn't well, find I it funny. No, I'll, I'll, I'll defend his humor. I mean, it's me, Susan. It was classic Jewish humor. It was, it was self-deprecating, wasn't it? Most some of it. He's always he, he, you know, he plays this. Except for the this, parts that you pointed savage. out that you didn't yeah. like. Well, right, but I would call it. It's classically Jewish kind of humor in in its in in his uh, neurotic anxiety. The character, would he? Yeah, you know the the anxious. Uh, bumbling uh you know yeah uh, yeah 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 well so whatever yeah. uh i don't uh, like philip roth books either call me nuts you know i just <laughs> well we yeah you know we all come at art of various kinds from our own um experience and perspective and I, I'm sure that Susan and I are not the only Jewish women who have reacted um, with some anger toward Woody Allen long before. Well, this. you know, and then the other thing, I mean, just to look at it, because I, I got to examine how I was reacting to things at the time that this is coming out, you know, because, you know, as I, I keep thinking, why are they doing these things like, you know, five seconds after they happen? And then I realize, God damn, I'm so old that it's 20 years later. <laughs> and it feels yeah. like five seconds. But um, I, I, I was trying to remember my feelings about things at that time. And even though I was pretty damn sure then that everything that they were saying was true, Nonetheless, I was manipulated into questioning Mia Farrow. Yes, me too. And how she raised those kids and why she collected yeah. them like that and why what and whether she was actually a good mother and blah 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 <laughs> blah. And that was all stuff that was being very you know, very carefully fed to us. 
Um, you know, so well, she comes off in this. She's uh, weird. <laughs> she, she, well, she comes off in this as uh, I find her interesting. I find her very a classic case of a woman who uh, tries to please the man. And um, that is what she did uh, with Sinatra and Previn and then Alan. She desperately tried. She had very little sense of self. It's fascinating. And, and, but she loved a big family because she came from a big family. She had something like seven siblings herself. Yeah. yeah. And that was her idea of just wonderful. And she loves kids. And she loves children and she loves to play. I mean, she's, there's so much video in this from her constantly taking video of the kids. And it, it's all like, you know, fun. She's interacting with them as they're doing it, making little movies. And, um, but yeah, she's, she herself is a piece of work. And Woody worked on her as well. It's something. We got to call her. Mike. Mike has called more than once, I know, and for some reason I never get the message he's on and I want to apologize, but I got it today. Hello. How do you know it's me? How, hey Lynn, it's Mike. Claire. How do you know it's me? <laughs> I have many you have my number memorized. that you oh, no, no, I, don't I saw see the numbers. I don't see the numbers. But Amy, How did you know it was me? Amy, my producer, has your number. <laughs> Uh, I'm in trouble. So she told me it's a caller. It's Mike. So there. Just like a real radio show. Yeah, just like a real radio show. It's interesting that you're talking about how the worst of a group um, can be so detrimental to the group as a whole. Like the worst um, homophobes are self-loathing and probably homosexual themselves. And the reason that comes up is because I saw um, Billie Holiday versus United States of America. Did you Wasn't see that? Wasn't that incredible? Gee, good movie. But it's the same theme in there was there were black FBI agents who turned on their own. Mm-hmm. And Woody Allen's turning on his own. It's, it must be some part of human species that I'm going to get mine. Screw all of you. Or yeah. I hate myself so much. I'm projecting that onto you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I got I got distracted, which is why I'm not responding as much as I probably would. No okay, kidding. Well, yeah. Well, no. I thought. <laughs> see, I didn't even. I, I, by I the end, well, we. I don't want to ruin the movie for people, but I might dispute your. Uh, your overarching view of that particular character. It's a very good movie if you haven't seen it. And she uh, richly deserved her Golden Globe that she won for the thing. Um, well, he wasn't the only one. The character no, he was not the only one. There were all. It was uh, no. There were they, they were in line. There was one after another of them. I agree. I agree. Right. There was a whole team of them, and I don't know why that shocked me because you know I see it in my culture all the time, but it really like. Holy crap, that, that shocked me. Mm. And I did not like the movie. I thought they focused, it was too dispersed. 
There's a much better version uh, called um, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill is a Broadway show that tells much better stories that give you a fuller view of her. I thought it was, um, they were trying to do too many things in two hours and I didn't get where it was going. Okay. So All right. So, well, most of us haven't seen it. So yeah, I'm trying not to ruin it, but I, um, I thought she did a good job. If, if for no other reason, watch her performance. I thought she was pretty, pretty, very good. Yeah, I like now that. I want to talk about another movie. Did either of you see Nomadland? Not yet. Yes. What? Yes, I saw it. I saw it, and um, and I had a big discussion with my aunt who thought it was going to be an anti-Amazon movie because she's a nomad and she works there for a bit. But yeah, I I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I I have not seen it, but I'm I'm eager to. Um, but I was reading about the uh, director, this uh, Chloe Zhao. I yeah. How to pronounce it. Yeah. You know, she, so she won a Golden Globe. Uh, she, she won two. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. She's thirty-eight years old. I her bio is fascinating. She was born and grew up in Beijing. And she was the rebellious daughter of a very rich Chinese steel executive. And when her parents divorced and she was just 14 years old, she managed to get out of China by going to a boarding school in the UK. And from there, she makes her way to the US, to Los Angeles. And she lived alone in a studio apartment in Koreatown. And she said that the America she saw was so unlike the America of the movies that she had seen, that she was just blown away and really fascinated. So she is drawn to telling the stories of people that the movies have never bothered to look at and and I the least of us and she must just be and no surprise she hits on a woman (laughs) well yeah her life story sounds like a movie yeah that's the story story I want to know more about right and you know what yeah I do I want to know more about her but also her, uh, you know, teaming up with Frances McDormand, and 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 the re- I, what I read was that the most of the people in the movie are not actors; they are the real, yeah. the real deal. They're people who live, you know, going from place to place, working odd jobs. Um, in it's America, the only, in my opinion, it was the only downside of the whole movie was you could clearly tell. They just said, hey, come say these lines. Come say something like this. And as a former actor, you know, there are people freaking unemployed right now, starving because they can't even get waiter jobs and who are professionals who would, you know, put that out of the park. How about. Uh, yeah, but I think that's pa- but that's part of her. That's part of her thing is to create almost this quasi documentary so that it's I mean, the people who are in it. In fact, that weren't actors, 
really didn't know they were making the movie. I don't believe they were told to say lines. Many of them. Well, you can tell. Next up, um, Francis McDermott. It's like you see professional actors and someone just talking. It's very, yeah. for me, it was very disconcerting. It's like, oh, great, they're not an actor. So okay. that, well, let me just tell you, though, they, the other actors, did not know who Frances McDormand was, and they thought she was just like they were. Nothing was done to make her special or any of the actors, or David Strathern is in it too. Nothing. So that. It, it's just mind-boggling to me the way this Zhao uh, did this. I can't wait to see it, even <laughs> if it's imperfect. I think I think that that the movie industry had better pay Michael a lot of money not to give any <laughs> reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're reminding me, you know, I have, I have a daughter who is a trained actor and, um, and boy, is she impossible to please with things too. I go, wasn't that great? She goes, really? Did you see? I can't. I go, okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm difficult to please, said every one of my ex-husbands. <laughs> like I never, I yes, I went nuts always watching things about newsrooms or you know reporters, and I say, God, that is so, and yeah, yeah, and I also am having trouble watching movies now because I'm 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 not allowing them to be movies where you know maybe things get tied up at the end in a nice way when I'm looking at them thinking that's not how life would work. That's not how that would happen. Or predicting, or halfway through the movie, or a third of the way through the movie, saying, oh, great, this is going to happen. They're going to fall in love in it. You know, like already predicting what's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. you're way ahead of it. You know exactly. Well, that I do that all the time, and I'm usually right. And and our poor mother, I go, watch this. He's going to blah, blah, blah. And she'll look at me, and she goes, how do you know that? And I said, well... They basically put the rope around your neck and led you right there. Can <laughs> you see the rope around his foot when he put his foot there? Yeah. I don't I, I just think that's bad storytelling. If I can figure out the ending, you're not telling the story very well. Yeah. What did I I'm forgetting? I just watched something and it was really pretty rough, but it managed to end in a positive way. And and I thought well, I'm happy in a way that you gave me this Hollywood ending, but the re- but I was disappointed. It shouldn't have ended like that. It didn't make sense. I mean, given my the fact that I've lived as long as I have, and I know about reality. Jeez, you two are such downers. All right, we'll stop. <laughs> Mike, get out of here. You are no, no, let me, know, let me wait. Down. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold on. Yes. One more thought before I go. The problem with this is you don't notice as much on Amazon because Bezos, as though we all hate him, he gives them free to reign. He says, just make a movie, or previously has, like the marvelous Mrs. Mabel, right? Nobody's on their back saying, you should make her this, you should make her that. Right. The problem with Hollywood movies is there's always a guy, he's always yeah. white, and he's always worried about um, beans, money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a movie's going along, it's going really well, here's the ending. And they say, oh, no, no, you need to get these two together because this exactly. isn't going to sell in China. Well, right. Well, I mean, and it's not even it's not going to sell in China. They got to film it in such a way 
but they can redub it and basically change the story. So that impacts the story here. Right. right. So we're not really seeing artists. We're seeing artists who sort of make money in an industry that doesn't really want them to make money, only wants them to make money. You know, it's not true art. There are too many, too many pot hands in that kettle. All right, so. mister, you're out. <laughs> he had one more miserable thing to say. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay, so so uh, Lynn only wants movies to have, have unhappy endings because no, she's lived say, long enough to know that that's how it usually works out. No, but I want real. I want. I don't know what I want. That's bullshit. I I complain. I say, yeah. In these times, we need happy endings. We need hope. We need joy. And then I'll watch a movie like that, and I'll think, what the? This isn't real. All right, never mind. I'm incoherent today. Little Tony writes, I didn't catch the first few minutes of your show, so I thought I'd ask. I hope your doctor visit went well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't talk uh, about it. Timely question. No, yeah, we didn't. It went very well. I have been... Um, I have Cleared been for push-ups and jumping jacks. <laughs> I've been released from his care. And told to resume my life, in uh, but not be crazy, and you know do it in a gradual way. But and she yeah. sent me a picture of her back. It's an X-ray, and it looks vaguely like the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Isn't that frightening? I mean, you I, got metal trusses and support systems, I and know, a few beams, flying, and a few I cables. Know. I have flying buttresses <laughs> in my back. I have. The thing that is really uh, freaky about that x-ray is the thing that freaked me out is how long those screws are. It looks like they could go from the back of me and maybe if I... Yes, I dear Lynn, you are truly that, and well screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I am so screwed. And he said he was very happy with the look. He said, those screws are holding well. I, I, he's, one of the things they look for is have they broken? Right. And I'm thinking, it could break. And then I realized the screws in my foot broke. So one x-ray they took a, in my foot, and there were, every screw in it had broken in half. Oh, that lot so, of good that does you. <laughs> well, at that point, it was the bone had like, I don't That's know. A, yeah, right, matter. right. But, I, but so... um yeah, so I I actually I walked my dog last night, which was very nice, and we met a little puppy. I forgot how nice it was to be out, and I found myself talking to people. Um, and uh, you, you know, forgot all, about the sense of well-being you get from walking your dog. Yeah, so that was uh -huh. one of the things I so wanted to do. And he said, yeah, if, if you're worried about anything, you call me up. But he said, I will continue to heal for over a year. So that's, wow. Anyway, so that's that. Good report. I'm, I'm very happy uh, to say that. I told him about the doctor in California 
who did the Zoom call for a traffic uh, violation. <laughs> while, while operating. While operating on somebody. And he said, oh, my God. I said, what's going to happen to him? He says he's, he could lose his license, but odds are he'll just be suspended or well no here's what happened though i don't think anything will happen i think he was doing it to prove the point that he can't just show up in traffic court and the judge horrified canceled the uh hearing no he gave him another date but the blowback from the medical community is huge not to mention the blowback from from the patient yeah, well, I don't know about the patient, but if he were my doctor and I was scheduled for surgery next week with him, I would say, you ain't touching me, you jerk. Now, my surgeon said there probably was, and in fact, there was. There was some other surgeon in there, and he had told the judge, look, there's another person here. I can do this now, because I know there was more than one surgeon when I had my surgery. Um, and, and he said, so, I mean, technically the, the, the patient was, I'm sure not at risk, but he says, it's the, what it looks like is so awful that believe me, the, uh, the local doctor, uh, group is going to want to want his head on a platter. He might've destroyed his Career. Well, I mean, he, he's just lived down to the arrogant surgeon stereotype. Well, right. Exactly. I said to not this surgeon, but the other, my last surgeon, the one who did my... <laughs> Number 42. <laughs> right. The one who did my shoulder. Um, he was brilliant. And, and, I, and he was so nice. And I said to him um, once, I said, did you did you like miss the class in surgery school about being a jerk? Um, because most surgeons I encounter are arrogant jerks. That one wasn't, and this last guy was not nicest people. So just saying. Well, good. So and the answer to the question is she's doing fine. Thank you for asking. Okay. Uh-oh, Beth writes, I so wish I could call you right now because your talk with Mike and how things are shot now is making my head explode. And so much is not true. Now, Beth um, works in the movie business. Uh, She's with uh, Paramount Pictures. Now, she's not on, she's a, she's in, she's an accountant. (laughs) She's one of the, I mean, you might've gotten her when you said the bean. I don't know. But uh, well, what I was what, what I was referring to, I, I'm, um, my source was uh, most probably either the New York Times or the Washington Post. But it, there was a whole article about how uh, China is um, having yeah. an effect on what is shot in of the course. United States, and it's and 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 part of it is adjusting storylines so that it can be more easily. Uh, translatable to a totally separate audience. I think we have a caller. Hello. 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 This is Father Joseph. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Father. How are you? 
Doing well. Doing well. So about this doctor, uh, here's, here's, here's my take on that. Um, he wanted to show that he was a busy surgeon. That way he's hoping the, uh, the judge would be a little bit more sympathetic to his cause. Why do I say that? Because I've seen that happen before. Uh, when I was in the military, some of my uh, friends would go in uniform when, for traffic uh, violations. <laughs> sure. <And> that way. <laughs> sure. So the judge would first say, thank you thank for, you your, for service. your service. And you can go. Right. Right. Well, maybe they were just going to show love of country, but I, I kind of think you're right. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I think it just backfired on him. That's all. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what he was doing. He was showing that he was a busy, busy doctor, and uh, he was fitting this guy in. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's all I have. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, a quick quote I want to share before we run out of time. Um, Jimmy Kimmel said, he was talking about how it's great to have dogs back in the um, White House. And do you know there's some Republican member of Congress who was saying nasty things? Yeah, making Biden. fun of the old Biden's elderly dog. Yeah. He's an old, you can tell he's an old, old dog. You can tell by the way he walks, his muzzle, all of it. And he was ragging on that dog. That is how pathetic these Republicans are. Anyway, Kimmel was talking about how nice it is again to have, uh, you know, life back in the in the White House. And he said, you know, Lindsey Graham is the closest Trump ever came to owning a dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I need Lindsey Graham is like the that's that's a really an insult to dogs who, if anything, are, are well. He is a one man, I guess. But no, he's he's as disloyal as they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, somebody said they thought that email said they thought that um, uh, Dylan was uh, Woody's biological child. No, no, no. Uh, Dylan is adopted. However, um, and somebody else has written, Ronan looks like Sinatra. Yeah, he does look like Sinatra, but I don't think there's any way. I mean, I always thought that too. It so clearly looks like Sinatra. Ronan is Woody Allen's biological child, which is hard to believe. It is true. But Sinatra was long before Ronan came into the world. Yeah. Because she was just married to him for two years when she was 10. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of. It was in the, it, it, it was uh, in during her Rosemary's Baby's days. Yeah, but she was really, really young. And, um, but he does look amazingly like uh, Sinatra. And we, okay, that's it. And what was the other thing? And oh, Lynn apparently Ronan. has the DNA test to prove it, but go ahead. Yeah, and what does Ro Ronan change his name? He wasn't called Ronan at birth. Wasn't he called Satchel? 
Somebody help. Are they the same person? I didn't think they were the same person. Somebody look it up. Um, but, but that would explain that, how he popped up and where Satchel went. Because wasn't there a Satchel? I yeah. think Satchel exists. I think Satchel is Ronan. And maybe that was to get away from Woody, who maybe thought that was the name for him. And I don't know where that name comes from, unless maybe the, the black baseball. Yeah, uh, the baseball Satchel player. Page. Yeah, yeah Satchel Page. But I, I don't know. Oh, Amy is saying Ronan is his middle name. So his name was Satchel Ronan. Ah. Okay. Well, um, all right. Well, good to have a producer wherever she is. Where are you? <laughs> I don't know. Amy's at home, I guess. That's where she's holed up. We're all holed up wherever we are. Um, all right. Well, Jesus, we made it through without oh, talking we did. about a damn thing. Oh, we didn't talk about anything. Oh, good. That's my idea of a great show because I am so I am so done in with it all that uh, this was a pleasure. Well, so so thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. And the rest of you guys, I'll I'll talk at you tomorrow. Okay, maybe get a little more into the news. Ugh. Enjoy this time. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.